Hey y'all, welcome back to a Sunday, July 31st, 2022 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, Sports Porters, we have indeed reassembled here on a Sunday. Uh, As you know, Sports Porters with Robert Silverman of the Daily Beast and Andrew Hammond of the Detroit Free Press. New episodes with the Sports Porters where we talk about the biggest sports stories every single week at this time. So uh, look out for that on your podcast feed uh, here for the podcast because yeah it's right here every Sunday uh, right there for you um, thank you as always for making the Chase Thomas podcast part of your daily listen wherever and however you listen to this program here on Blue Wire Pod Network we greatly appreciate it whether that's uh, twi- uh, Twitter whether that's uh, Apple Spotify YouTube wherever it is we greatly appreciate you making the Chase Thomas podcast part of your daily listening routine uh, make sure to check us out on YouTube youtube.com slash Chase Thomas podcast like and subscribe as we continue growing that out as always, you can get in touch with the show at Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. Mailbag, questions for me, anything like that, questions for any of our shows, especially like the local hour shows for my local Atlanta, Nashville, and Knoxville folks. Um, so hit me up, Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we talk about the biggest sport stories in sports this week. Kyler Murray's contract, Mets uh, going for Contreras and more. Uh, Charles Barkley flirting with uh, the Live Tour and then some Derek Jeter stuff to wrap. So uh, there you go. A lot of fun with Bob and Andrew per usual. All right, un- Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, sports reporters. You've indeed noticed that we have reassembled Bob doing his thing that he does to start every episode here on youtubecom podcast. Is he voguing? He listens to the new Beyonce album. Sweet. Wait, the new what? Beyonce this album. New Beyonce album. Yeah, it's, um, it's 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 really house centric dance kind of ballroom uh, type feel to it. Yeah. As as a very as a, as a number of people pointed out on Twitter, we haven't really had a uniculture moment, a grand unifying uh, cultural celebration since the last uh, surprise Beyonce album in 2013. True. Wait, has it been almost 10 years since her last album? Uh, yeah, I mean, she's the, the, she's, last, been, the last like she's full album. There have been, there's mm. like singles and like projects. LPs, LPs. Can we call them LPs? Yeah. Yeah. Something like, mm. yeah. Um, but no, it's it's a it's a pretty solid album. Um, I'm mainly a fan of the Beehive, purely out of fear. <laughs> I was going to say, how does that differ from the the K Hive? They are much more terrifying. Okay. Yeah, like they will they will rip you a new one. Don't yeah, worry. and you can't. Um, you can't like if I were to squat. say, if ask I were to say, like, team no, don't, 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 you dare. Not even pose you dare, this as a hypothetical. Here's the thing. Hey, yeah. hey, they don't Chase. deal in those kinds of subtleties. Remember mm-hmm. Carrie Hilson? Uh, yes, isn't she an Atlanta girl? I want. Yeah, and 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 she was a top artist. Then she popped off about Beyonce, and now mm. Carrie Hilson is basically like that. You remember, like you know, how, like a good reliever is in the uh, in the mid two thousands. Say like an Eric Eric Gagne. Yeah. yeah, she's Gagne. basically <laughs> Brad Eric Gagne. She mm. was gonna be that, you know, that star that was gonna, and then yeah, and then we are, we are not Hilson saying that Carrie Hilson is on. Performance-enhancing substances. We are not. No, saying that. but she. No. she basically, but she <laughs> like goes her. to the Texas Rangers, which is basically the gulag for. Wow. Uh, you know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Am, am I wrong? So that's what happened with her. She just went. Yeah. Out, she went she kind of popped off about Beyonce. The mm. Beehive in its early stages had enough, <laughs> and now she's performing at a Walmart function. Um, she's persona her. non grata now. Yeah. yeah. Don't mess with that. Yeah. Uh, do not mess with base. the Beehive. Yeah. They they existed Good to know. as a they existed as a as as Beyonce shock troops before the even the internet version matters. So yeah. they were they were that was an IRL. They they still hate Jay Z by the way. Like you know how like John Cena shows up to WWE events and people will just boo him, not in like an, a oh jovial way because they get the joke. Like they legitimately hate this dude. 
they were talking about, oh, God, I hope Jay-Z's not on the album. That's how much heat he still has for the mistake that he made a few years ago. That the prompted elevator. Lemonade, which is probably one of the best albums of the previous decade. Hmm. As somebody who was a part of the Beehive, I respect the fact that uh, my favorite rapper of all time wants absolutely no smoke with the Beehive, which is Jay-Z. Because, hmm. I mean, you've seen these are not. These are facts. Andrew is, yeah. as they say... I'm just cars. not. I'm not all caught up on this. Uh, this is uh, the less the, yeah. the less you know, mm. the just, safer you are. But just, just let us take guide. it as a given. Well, you know what's funny is I was uh, because I do know a lot of like R&B stuff. So I remember. Uh, so last night we because we were having to pick out like what we're playing at the wedding, like what Ooh. songs the DJ and like are you what guys to doing give. like a little string quartet type thing. No, 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 like DJ and everything. Like Olga band. Polka no, band, no, 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 a tight band. polka band. Okay. No, I don't a want a polka band. band in the South would um would be fascinating. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want a band. My, I never my, wanted a live my band. My sister, my sister had a, my sister when my sister had her wedding, she wanted a live band. We held it at um, uh, it was held at uh, my parents' place in upstate New York, which they no longer have, but the, at the time they had a place upstate. Um, mm. and so she hired a band, and because my sister. Uh, a uh, traditional. She hired a Van Halen cover band. Oh, I'm okay. yeah. listening. Yeah, she hired a Van Halen cover band. Uh, I forget what their name was. It might have been called like Van Hagar or something. Van Halen. <laughs> Van Halen. Yeah, or something like that. Uh, I forget the name of the band. Hagar Halen. I do. I do mm. very, 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 very. What is not Panama? Is that uh, I, I don't know why she hired this band. I don't yeah. know why. Like no one wanted to hear. This is 2007. No one mm. wanted to hear Van Halen. At the time. <laughs> Ironically, or my dad wanted to hear Van Halen in 2007. Yeah, sure. My, he know. does in Run, 2022. with the devil. As as like the entrance for sure. the bride and groom would right. actually be kind of badass, right? But the singer was wearing assless chaps. That I do <laughs> remember very specifically. I, I okay. So time out, time out. I'm gonna. Did he? Wait, did he, gonna, did he, wait, did he send something? Did, yeah. Did he say that ahead of time, or is this a yeah, surprise? I believe bride and groom. I, I don't recall. It was one of those things that you just sort of. Notice took in. We're here now. We're here now. We can't turn. Yeah, there's nothing you can really do at that point, right? Like she and her husband are vegans, so the the whole thing was a vegan catered wedding. So the food. No, 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 no. They got talking about like they got some some meat there. They they got there. There was wait. So they did a vegan dinner for everybody else. Yes, vegan. Everybody dinner. No one choices. You you. There were no no animals were harmed in the making of this wedding. Man, everyone had vegan. That's a bold move. There was vegan cake, man. And like vegan cake is vegan everything. Everything vegan. Everything vegan. Can't do it. Sorry, Bob. And like, okay, so you had a lot of crudités, man, but uh, it was the sorry, sis, if you're watching, which you're not. Yeah. Food, not great. And Van Halen cover band. (laughs) Are they still married? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they okay, are. that's good. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's All good. Well. That's the main uh, thing. Still, yeah. still married. Had still kids. vegan. Still vegan. Uh, okay. My sister does cheat a, little, cheat a little bit more. Uh, but whose decision was it for the vegan wedding? By the way, well, both of theirs. They're both vegans. Oh. They both are vegans, and they are very. But their guests not are not all vegans. So that's a true. bold. True. Yeah. 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 Correct. Yeah. So okay, I got a question. Care. What, what, what do you think? Because I, I I'm so flabbergasted by this right now. Mm. Uh, I'm, I've been to like a gluten free wedding thing, but it sure. wasn't you know. As someone who tries to very very string, to stringently avoid glutens because they yeah. don't sit well with my tummy, mm. um, but occasionally will enjoy a croissant or something like that. Right. Yeah, you can do a lot of things. You can substitute for bread flowers right, right, and right. still pull off some outstanding cuisine. So, because I've got a question. Did, what do you think the percentage of was people who were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the wedding, absolutely, and then they learn it's a, a full freaking vegan wedding. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it, it was well, attendance dropping. No, I think it was. I think that was that was that people were notified of 
the menu and it was mm-hmm. well attended. Uh, okay, that's good. You that's know, good. it required like a good 90 minute drive outside of New York and people still hauled up there. They figured it out. It's not, you know, a lot of people took the, there's a train. You got to go drive to the train station to pick people up, but there's a train. You can get up there by a, yeah, actually, a girl with the dragon tattoo. No, what is that? What's the one with em- Emily Blunt, where the she's girl riding on around the train. train in New York all the time? The girl. The girl on the train. I think that's the actually what it's from, The view from the train, or the girl on the train. It's the, the one where Emily Blunt. One, two, three. It's a. It's mm. the one where Emily Blunt has a drinking problem, but thinks she witnesses yes. a murder on a train. I haven't yes. seen that one. Yes. This is mm-hmm. not the taking of Pelham One, Two, Three. No. No. The original nor the awful remake. With, yeah, I watched the, that the original. One, uh, the original is absolutely fantastic because um, I didn't know there were. I like the fam- the great thing about the original is that the train is filled with every single New York City stereotype you could well, ever possibly so, want. So I'm surprised there wasn't a guy in a corner like flipping pizzas. And- <laughs> so Ryan Nanny of uh, Shutdown Fullcast, um, he actually had the perfect summation of. Uh, taking of Pelham One Two Three, the original. He was like, "Yeah, nineteen seventies New York, a pretty terrible place." And you're just like, <laughs> "Yeah," because you think about like all the movies that took place in New York in the seventies, and you're like, "That is maybe the most like, I don't want to be here." <laughs> the reason they called it Escape from New York and not say Escape from Peoria. <laughs> It's because there were there were a whole series of movies in the late seventies and, and into the early eighties. I think Escape from New York was the last one. Mm, well, the yeah. basic premise is that New York has descended into open warfare and uh, and a dystopic like hellscape. Fort Apache, The Bronx is another mm. one fine movie with Paul Newman. The Bronx uh, Zoo, written yeah. by Peter Golombach and Sparky Lyle. 1999, The Bronx Warriors, um, which is I'm not, noticing a trend uh, here. The Warriors. It's not about Chuck. It's not about Chuck Knobloch. Yes. The Warriors. The Warriors. Shaft. Can you dig it? Shaft, Shaft is a the Warriors. Um, okay, oh the yeah, it's War- a great movie. Great movie. The Warriors, Chase, is, a great movie. The Warriors is a retelling of the Odyssey. Oh my god! Yeah, it's the Odyssey. Hmm. Because it is literally the Odyssey, except they have to get back to Coney Island. Bob just blew my mind. Yeah, the basic premise of the Warriors is that there's this one leader, gang leader named Cyrus, mm. who realizes that if you take all of the gangs in New York, which in this movie's telling, the movie's directed by Walter Hill, mm. in this movie's telling, they all dress up in fanciful costumes. So as, have, as as gangs should still do to the as day. gangs should still do like there are there's a group of gangs called the baseball furies. <laughs> can the baseball furies like wear long instead of like the old school seventies outfit? Can they just wear like the long pants yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Oakleys on top of the glasses? They're not that they, if they remake the Warriors, that's what the the baseball furies are wearing are dressed in baseball uniforms, carrying bats, and also wearing white face, which is a weird choice, but they yeah, I are. I it was like yellow face. Yeah, they have like a white, yellow, like yellow, eggshell they got, face. They've got pancake makeup on for yeah, some reason. Not great. Not uh, okay, they're the baseball furious. And so the, the titular gang in question, the mm. Warriors, who are a gang from Coney Island, are there for this big meeting of all the gangs. What Cyrus, the gang leader, says is, you know what, if we stop fighting between each other over turf, there are more of us than there are cops, and we can actually just take over the entire city. Hmm. Think things go haywire <laughs> and the war quickly, and the warriors realize the only way that the, the, that to be safe is they have to get from this meeting, which is in I think it's in Fort, I think it's supposed to be in Fort Tryon. The meeting is held in the Bronx in Fort Tryon Park. I'm going to guess I haven't seen this movie in a while. And they got to make it to and they got to make it to Coney Island, all the way in South Brooklyn, the southernmost tip of Brooklyn, which is Coney Island. Mm-hmm. So the whole movie is about them getting from the Bronx there, encountering all these gangs and covering. They meet the sirens, the 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 gang of the the gang of women who prefer men. The I'm not going to say the name because it'll get us in trouble with Blue, Blue Wire podcasts. That's the sirens. Those yeah, are okay. the sirens from the Odyssey. And um, yes. yeah, everything. Yeah, everything is a plot point from the Odyssey. In any case, uh, David. Uh, David Patrick Kelly 
is in it, and he plays uh, one of the villains, David Patrick. You know that meet the GIF or the meme with the guys in the car. And he's clinking the yeah. beer bottles, and he's yeah. going, "Warriors come out to play." You know that? Yeah, I did not. Jamie, Jamie, can you <laughs> so, load up? Yeah, load up the GIF. You know what? I, uh, I want to go back to 2015 and do like an NBA, uh, like a preseason commercial. Mm-hmm. Where we have Matthew Delvadova doing that. Delhi just got resigned, of, by the way. Yes, so, getting them so, checks wait, with Sacramento. Oh, yeah, Delhi got a Delhi has a camp invite with the oh, Kings. I was gonna say, uh, we, we need Delhi in the uh, in that beat up car doing that as the Warriors are driving up before the season, just, mm-hmm. just so we set the tone of what's going to happen in twenty sixteen. David, David Patrick Kelly is is a that guy actor. He's also appeared in a lot of movies. He was in Twin Peaks. He was in Beverly wait, who was he in Twin Peaks? He was uh, 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 Horn. Uh, what's his name? Brother. Oh, I know you're talking about uh, the Aud- Aubrey, Audrey's dad. Audrey Horn's dad's brother. Oh, I also haven't watched Twin Peaks since the. Uh, I went through. Uh, oh, it's always a good time to redo pandemic. Twin Peaks. Yeah. Well, see, I did it during the pandemic when I had absolutely nothing going on. Sure. Um, I've been telling myself to go back to it, but yeah. I mean, you lived uh, it over I've, there in Tacoma. I have. I just to just to just to name drop. I have. I have hung out with David Patrick Kelly on, on more than one occasion, more hmm. than one social occasion. He is nice. a, in addition to being a that guy actor, he was also in, you also, like, the other big part that he had was in 48 Hours. Hmm. D.P. Kelly was the guy that could had the money. Anyway, David Patrick oh, Kelly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. David Patrick Kelly, in addition to all that, spent many years in the downtown avant-garde theater working mainly with a wonderful director named Richard Foreman and a group called the Ontological Hysteric Theater and is a brilliant stage actor. He's also about like 5'5". Five, five. Yeah, very, he's super very, short. He's a super short little guy. Brilliant. brilliant. I know him and, and his, uh, I don't know if they're still married, so I'm not going to say current wife, but I used to know him and his. Uh, Jerry wife. Horn was his name, by the way. Jerry Horn. Yes. Jerry. Thank you, yeah. Jamie. Uh, his wife was also a, a star of many plays with like Reza Abdo and Dara Luz and that kind of thing. You guys know all about Reza Abdo, so I won't get into that. But in any case, long story short, there were a number of movies whose basic premise is New York has been taken over by the criminal element in one form or another because New York City was in very dire straits in the late 70s. Interesting. But it was also an extremely cool time to be in New York. It was not as bad to be. The movies are lost. Those movies don't exist anymore, by the way. Uh, at Summer of Sam. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, this naturally leads us to Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> speaking, speaking, of, speaking of Summer... Uh, summers. Um, uh, summers, yeah, summers that are confusing as hell and also hilarious. material that needs to be done david berkowitz yes okay going oh wow wow we're going there um yeah. it does kind of drive you mad yeah there you go andrew yeah with everything that happened it was in the contract it's out of the contract um wait I, is it out of the contract did they it, it, the they con- it. It, it was out of the contract what, yeah they pulled early it <laughs> friday yeah early friday yeah i missed that yeah it's pulled it's gone so that was so I, dumb. But <laughs> did you see the tweet? I forgot who tweeted it out, but somebody had a tweet that was like, yeah, if you look at Kyler Murray's numbers and compared to when Call of Duty, new Call of Duty games I came saw out, this, yeah. <laughs> it was like his numbers dip either the, the week before the mm-hmm. Call of Duty release or like in the following few weeks after. Like there's this weird dip that comes yeah. in to where it's right before and right after and i'm like it might be a bit it might be a joke but at the same time you're just like this is pretty in line and <laughs> almost too good to be like yeah this yeah, is a problem <laughs> uh rose city peach tweeted out the graphic okay. for three years and we'll have to send it to you bob but basically there is a direct correlation between a big dip uh, fantasy points during wow. uh, that week before. Oh, it's fantasy duty. points. I thought yeah. it was like actual, like just production on the field. Well, I mean, yeah. that's no. kind of related. It's in the same family. The fantasy yes. points dips and they correlate. Yeah. So I just, 
I think two things are true here, and a lot of folks just love to. I think this culture is just pick sides and then really, really go really hard for that side. Dig in. Yeah, and you, you dig in for a Yeah, that's not who I am. It's not really my my jam, and I don't think we're no. really like that on this podcast. No, Chase like, Thomas is a nuance bro. No, I'm not a nuance bro. What I am is just someone <laughs> like, I just look at everything individually, and I'm just like, I, this seems... This seems like uh, embarrassing for both sides where I'm looking at this where I'm like, there's a and clear- unenforceable, by the way, unless you are very, yes. clear, unless you've got like some kind well, of, I think it's enforceable. Like if you require the language where it's like, he has to be in the building to watch it, where it's like, they can monitor like him on the iPad in the room. Like you put him in like an interrogation room where it's just like film and that. Okay. And unenforceable aside for some really terrifying draconian measures. That yes. That's what I'm saying. I guess there's a way around their it. Their but... salt would allow their client. Well, you know, what's interesting is like, I heard, um, I was listening to move the sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Joel Klatt the other day. And they were talking about this and what they had heard about Kyler at Oklahoma. And like the differences between Kyler and Baker because Kyler followed Baker there. And like Kyler is just this different kind of athlete where, I mean, I don't know if yes. you watched him much at Oklahoma, Bob, but like he out, there's this play against Texas that will yes, still I, just I be did. like one of the most I insane. Run up to the draft, I, I did eat some tape on Yeah, like Kyler was unbelievable and still is an unbelievable athlete. And there's a reason he could play baseball and be really good at it, play football. It doesn't matter. Like he's a supreme athlete. But Baker was not. And like Baker's always known he's not a great athlete. So Baker has like a completely different vibe and a different kind of chip on his shoulder and has a different personality type and everything else. And what they talked about, though, is that like the quarterback position, like Kyler might be wired like a wide receiver because most wide receivers are just like you think about the best athletes in the sport and they're wide receivers now. And there's just something about it where when you're so much better than everybody else and you have this athletic gift that you don't study as hard. Like there's something about that when you're so you're able to just destroy people one-on-one and you have this ability like Kyler, it's impressive. And that was their point. It's like Kyler, if he's not working that hard and we don't know we're not in the building, like if he's not grinding that tape and he's still playing at this level at a near MVP level, imagine what he would do if he did grind the tape, like everybody else. Like that is something that he deserves a lot of credit for, for being that good right now. And I think that's fascinating, but I also think it's interesting because they talk about it. they know quarterbacks, they were both quarterbacks, and they're like, this is not a thing for quarterbacks. Most quarterbacks, you have to get them out of the room. Like most quarterbacks are obsessed with film where they're just like watching it all the time. And you're like, hey, that's enough film. Like we like you're good. Like you need to get out of here. So this is a unique situation where Kyler is the opposite. And I don't know. I think probably it's overblown. Um, probably Kyler isn't watching enough film, but also Kyler is a really, really good player. And you have to be very, very careful with how you do this. And I think you threw that four hours in there to kind of throw shade at Kyler. And oh, you didn't absolutely. have to do that. You, you didn't no. have to include that because you're it not going to enforce it anyway. In the contract. Right. Well, I, and I now about... he's the, he's now he's the doesn't now he's the play video. It, that's yes. That well, it's, linger. it's, it's, it's funny just like, because... just like Sam Donald was always going to be the seeing ghosts guy. And yeah. yeah. Well, Butt fumble mm-hmm. runs yeah. into butts guy. Um, yeah, I mean, you've got so you've got this fascinating thing where you have defensive coordinators going anonymously talking about how, uh, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes are unique, but you know, they're kind there's, of they're annoyed by the fact that there's a different type of quarterback. Chase, there's mm-hmm. a quarterback that's right behind you that everybody for two decades has wanted to make him the prototype. And if you remember right after Peyton Manning retired, people still wanted him as the prototype quarterback, he and Tom Brady. But the problem is you've got this new era of signal callers that are mobile, Mm. that run these college style offenses that the NFL took way too long to integrate themselves with and actually develop a quarterback with it. Mm. So now, yeah, if a quarterback is comfortable in a system, does he need to look at more tape potentially? Absolutely. But at the same time, if you're running the same type of offense and the same type of system with the same principles in it, these guys are not stupid. They understand what these 
offenses are and how they translate from college to pro. So, yeah, does he need to maybe look at more film? Absolutely. But if you're expecting today's quarterback to be that Peyton Manning, that Tom Brady, that whoever, that's just going to be eating tape in the offseason on a on an opponent for week eight. No, I mean, like, let these guys be them. I don't know. I think you I think that should like when you're getting when you're the franchise guy and you're getting that kind of money, actually quarterbacks of color. Well, let them be them. I mean, I think you can. I think that's possible. I think that's something you can do. But I think the tape matters. Doesn't matter what kind of style quarterback you are, like what color you are. Like you still have to do the work. Like I think that's the main thing. Is like you can still adjust the offense because like Lamar skill can get better. He can be an MVP type guy, and Patrick Mahomes can still get better. We just saw. Well, we just saw like Mahomes. Well, like Mahomes, he has to get ready. Like he has to grind more film because he doesn't have Tyree Kill. Like there is going to be a huge disconnect with how he plays this year versus what we've seen thus far. Where it's like, hey, man, you have to stay. Like it's really just like to keep going. Like it's just different where you have to because defenses and NFL. I I, I just think it was a very silly thing to me. Like, yeah, it was to throw shade and to put that on Kyler. Like it was just. Yeah, it was to throw. It 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 was to. Let him know that despite the money, yes, they're the ones in charge because they had to know stuff like yeah. that was going to leak. And it's yeah. just, it just seems to me. Florio the, said on Pro Football Talk, it's like those go out to all agents. Like when a new contract is signed, I think they said that like all the agents have access to. Right. Those, they they yeah. had to. One, it, it is not for. It is, does not seem to me to be enforceable in any real way. It yeah. was absolutely – the information was going to come out. It was the kind of thing he's going to answer. Now, every time he has a bad game, someone somewhere is going to yes. say, well, did you properly prepare for this incident mm-hmm. in Steve? What video games came out that week? Right, right. And like, not that I know. Well, I also don't think it helps that his lasting image was what happened in, in Los Angeles. Remember, right. like he got – he imploded in the yeah, Rams game. Yeah, he had game. a bad game. He does. He starts yeah. off well. I mean, look. Yeah. I, I'm not Daniel Jeremiah, but it seems to me that some that Kyler Murray's drop off or the drop off that he's had every season has a lot. Well, it seems like that's a cliff thing because if you look at yeah, Texas it's, Tech it's, and Arizona, it's more like yeah. the physical his physical limitations catch up to him a little bit because well, he is like a five eleven. You know, one hundred and ninety. Well, it's just like the Russell Wilson thing, where you're not throwing over the middle, you're not throwing between the numbers. Like he's going to be an outside the numbers guy for his career. Like that's just what you have to do. But But you you can win with that. Yeah, but But he gets kind of beat up. He's he's been injured every year. Yeah, he's got nagging injuries that happen every year, and that happens when you're not a six five, two hundred and twenty pound quarterback type. That is, there's no amount of study that he could do to overcome that. Well, the problem also is, and this isn't on Kyler necessarily, but you know, you mentioned Cliff. Thirty-one other teams. That's that's why I look at somebody mentioned to me last year about Sam Darnold. He was off to this hot start. I think first first three or four three games. games. He was, and I, he and was I said, checking off to, yeah. to, to well, and, and, and I said, every single game. And, and I said, there's thirty-one other teams that have film on him right now. So. Either he can adjust as he moves along because out of that 31, there's four or five that are looking at his hot start. They're like, well, okay, so he's doing this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. This is how you defend him. Boom, 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 boom. People are doing that. And that's just Sam Darnold. That's a eh, quarterback in the NFL. Kyler Murray, potentially top 10 quarterback. So there's going to be more attention to detail on him. And he's a unique quarterback. So that out of that 31, you're going to see half of that dissect every play, tendencies, all of that. So if the book is out on Kyler Murray. The problem is how does – I was going to say St. Louis. I've been on an old-school NFL marathon. But how does, who did, how, how I does forgot. Who did they trade? Very, they got a good receiver. They got Hollywood Brown. Yeah, yeah like too. they've got the tools they've got to be some weapons for him. Well, D Hop is gone for what six games, eight? Yes, yeah, suspension. Six games. I thought it was six games. Six. Okay. Yeah, uh, it might be eight. Is, he, um, is it that long? Oh, it was a yeah. long one. Like that's why they traded for Hollywood. Like they don't yeah, have right. like there's nothing oh, else. Shoot. Like Andy Isabella didn't uh, work. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's AJ Green's out there. It's got to be on Cliff. Like there's got to be, you know. 
everything well, that's like that you where want, this all should have gone, right? To, yeah, well, that you got to run to Los Angeles for because I don't think San Francisco is going to be that good. But you've got to run into Los Angeles twice a year. San Francisco, yeah, I mean San Francisco. They got a lot of good defense. They'll have a solid defense. They do every year. They'll yeah. still have a solid defense. I think I think Trey Lance will have a solid year. I think Trey Lance will be good. They're again speaking. Well, of I think folks, it's either like Trey Lance is either awesome or he's really bad. I don't I think, think there's a middle ground. For him. Is, it's not a Mac think, Jones situation for Trey Lance. I think where he's Trey just Lance fine. is awesome. Yeah. The problem is the head coach. Whoa. Whoa! Yeah. Leave my oh. guy Kyle Shanahan oh. alone. Oh. Leave Kyle, Kyle alone. No, this you is a pro me, Kyle Shanahan me, podcast. Kyle Shanahan, yeah. the guy who almost cost his team, actually did cost his team a shot at the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, 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 no. He went but, to the Super Bowl. I'm he's been in the NFC title game two of the last year. three years. He I'm took yeah, the Falcons. He, he, he cost his team a shot at beating uh, at beating the, the Rams in the NFC. Or yeah. He cost them a shot at beating the Rams in the uh, NFC Championship game. I, Calling timeouts, not going for it when when he yeah. was on, when he was on the positive side of the. That man got it. there with Jimmy Garoppolo. Doesn't matter. That man's doing it. He's you give him Jimmy Garoppolo, hey, Kirk hey, Cousins, hey, Matt was, Ryan, Trey Lance. How was Super Bowl Fifty One? RG Three, RG Three, back the in the day. That was that was Super Bowl Fifty One. Hey, Chase, that was a great Chase. team. They lost. Okay. Sometimes we're, talking, so we're, we're talking. We're talking NFC West football. Here. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm. I'm. I'm just. I will for my guy Kyle. Oh God, Chase! I I want better for you. I I love Kyle Shanahan, big Kyle guy. Um, You're the only one. Well, look, there's (laughs) Bob's like points were made. Um, Speaking of, I need the around the horn buzzer to give to give points to Andrew here. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm down. How many negatives am I at right now? I, I don't. You defended Kyle Shanahan. You might be on mute. You're oh. in Woody Page territory. All right, man. hold on. I'll mute myself. Y'all can lead the Mets conversation. I'll, I'm muted for a minute. Oh God, the, the Mets. Greet. So it's funny. Mets. I was actually playing the playing as the Mets in MLB the show today, and so Max Scherzer was the starting pitcher. And I'm so Max Max Scherzer hurts his elbow. I go to the bullpen. Grab a reliever out of the bullpen. First pitch, he allows a home run to tie the game at one. I was like, "Oh, yeah, this, this, this is very <laughs> this is very Mets." This is I ended up winning anyway because Lindor hit a two-run bomb in the eighth. So there yeah, you go, go me. Um, but yeah, yeah Mets combo. What's the, what is the Mets question? They're doing good. Are they going to trade for some guys? Well, what what are we thinking about the Mets? We should un- chase unmute yourself. What is it? What's the Mets combo? I'm back. Welcome back. Um, so the Mets We're question back. is Otani because you've got Tyler Naquin in the building. You might have Wilson Contreras. The Mets are not. The Mets are not trading for. Oakland. Are they not doing it? Because Wilson Contreras is still going to be in Chicago. You no, think so? No, he's the, gone. The way he like, hugged people. He hugged <laughs> people goodbye. You don't do that. You know we're seeing that more often at the trade deadline, though. I a guy like who hugs somebody gets I, emotional. I like and, baseball. You know, he's, not, he's not going anywhere. Do you I like, like hugging? Baseball players hugging. I like I, goodbye cool. hugs. It's fine. it's fine. Are you a hugging I like guy? The, yeah, me. Mm-hmm. Hugging guy. Mm-hmm. Like like Bob? Would you give me a? <laughs> Bob's a, a, he's confused by the whole thing. I'm confused by the question. The question is: Is the is the Mets yeah. going to make a blockbuster trade for Otani or, or Soto or one of those types? Yeah. No. So you don't think so? You don't think they do anything yeah. pretty big? Okay. I think they I think they do pull off. Uh, I think they're going to trade a couple of their higher ranking prospects for Contreras and David Robertson. Mm. They're going to get. But that's the biggest that's move they make. That's been rumored for a couple of weeks. They got Naquin. They got large lad Daniel Vogelbach a couple of days ago. Yeah. How's that going? It's going fine. It's fun to watch him hit. I love mm-hmm. Bogey is fantastic. The man every from team, second to home. Damn every it. team needs a humble beef lord. I wish Mike Ford was good. He was like kind of that for the summer in Atlanta, and he's just really, really bad. He's just not a Daniel Vogel. Every team needs a three hundred pound baby <laughs> who has a chin strap beard, and no matter mm-hmm. what uniform they're playing, looks like they're wearing pajamas. That's so, what every team needs. Daniel Daniel Vogelbach might be my my favorite. Like you, you know, like when you, you know you cover a game on the clubhouse, an MLB clubhouse, mm-hmm. and there's just guys that are just walking around. Then you have some guys who are just kind of like they'll you know they'll step in a conversation politely, chat they'll they'll chat you up in the conversation uh, just so you aren't feeling you know left out or everything. Uh, Daniel Vogelbach is one of those guys. I'm just like I like that guy. 
Like that's a guy that you he want is in reportedly, the He's reportedly a clubhouse favorite, no matter what team he's played for. I think Pirates, Mariners, and he made one pit stop last year. I forget where. Jamie, pull up Daniel Hogobot's <laughs> career numbers for a second. I forget where he was playing. <laughs> well, going to have that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he was great. in Milwaukee. He, he was, was in Milwaukee for, yeah, Brewer yeah. for a hot minute because he looked like Bernie Brewer. That's the joke. He kind of, sort of did, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mets, I think, the Mets, I think, are do- they're doing very well. I'm sorry to your Braves, Chase. Sorry I'm not sorry. This. We're fine. Like, the Braves, like, the Braves okay. are right there with Acuna slumping. Like, it's they just Albie's right gone. There. They are right there. They are right there. Are they I mean, they're a playoff team. I would like to still. They are a playoff team. They are going to make a move. I thought. I thought they were going to. I think they need another starter because you just don't know how much. Ian Anderson's you, not good. Yeah. Ian Anderson is not good this year. Yeah, Aqualon, and you. You don't know how many. <laughs> you don't know how many innings you're going to be able to get from Spencer Strider this year because uh, he's he's going to be in the bullpen come playoff time. I he'll think be he'll be in the bullpen come playoff yeah. time. So you could. And Morton has been mostly bad. Ah, Morton's been fine. What's his ERA right now? Like 426, something What's like that? What's his FIP ERA? Bob Silverman over here. What is... <sighs> okay. ERA is such a 2000s. Yeah, six. I, Come I'm on. sorry. Okay. Hold on. I'm pulling it up. It's better you than... You want to know what his barrel rate is? I don't have that at the... His FIP is 3.76. Yeah. Except right. maybe. I, I love how, like, there's always a baseball stat that comes up maybe every... It, it used to be, like, maybe every two or three years. Now it feels like there's every other year. There's some uh, baseball metric that, for some reason, everybody understands, like, the first month of the season and then there's like a group of us that are just like wait what the hell is this <laughs> well you have I, to I like think, uh, the braves could use to trade for a starter imo they should be eyeballing frankie montez from the a's i think i would love that yeah but the yankees i don't know if they're going to do another deal with the a's yeah. though we already gave the a's two of our biggest prospects yeah. and shea yeah. and well, Pesci. i mean what are, what are they where are the a's going to do just wait wait they gotta wait, sell off this wait, guy wait tyler mail picking up tyler mail from cincinnati now that those the mariners have gotten castillo would not be the worst trade the, shout out to the mariners by the way going for yeah, it they're ending this the playoff drought like julio rodriguez is cool as hell I mean, good it, go mariners man so people are because i've seen some people complain oh they're just doing it for the wild card Good. Not watch the Mariners in the last twenty. Years. I have recommended. Yeah. I have recommended this on this pod, this programming on this podcast before, but I will do so again. Watch the John Boyce. Yes. Four hour, I believe, video <laughs> series on the Mariners. It is an it absolute. Is you, I like to you call it. Do a not. Epic. Yeah, you do. It, of the John of the John Boyce YouTube epics. Mm. If you're not into the whole. 171776 where it gets really surreal series of John Boyce. Yeah. That and the series he did with Felix Biederman of Chapo House Fighting in the Age of Loneliness are both ex I'm going to give him my, my recommendation earlier. Those are both excellent documentaries really. Mm. That's what call but the one in the Mariners you do not need to be a Mariners fan to enjoy this, but it will yeah. give you some context about why they said the heck with it and traded it three top prospects for and they should and like this is what you I like want. I like teams that want to win those are fun for me J- Jerry Depoto finally figured it out that he just like you're in an age of major league baseball that you kind of just gotta if they get in it. if they get in look everyone assumes it's going to be the Yankees and the Astros playing for the World Series you mean the, sure. the, the Astros beating the Yankees in the ALCS very possibly the, the Astros <laughs> As they say, they have the Yankees number. They are their daddy. Yeah. There are some uh, on the birth certificate and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The Astros are – I hate the Astros and the Yankees. So I hope the Mariners somehow – They would be so much fun in this current playoff format. Yeah. So good. I think they're going to make it. I think the Mariners are good. I think they're drowning. He's a fun guy to root for. J.P. Crawford is also a fun guy to root for. They're a likable team. They are a likable team. They were – when I when Cal I Raleigh them, stands rise up the Cal Raleigh when, Cal when I when, when I covered them briefly it was just like, okay man, they are a likable team Scott Service is actually like a pretty decent manager if people just gave him a chance which holy crap they gave him a chance every 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 team should hire a light hitting backup catcher as their manager at some point I mean that's I get the model. it yeah Bob Miller yeah, for example. 
There you go. Uh, we end on this, guys. Uh, Charles Barkley, after flirting with Liv Golf, <laughs> he is staying put. He has a three-year deal. Uh, I think it's $30 million total, so he's making like 10 a year. Ted Turner made a call. Yeah. And then he's playing out that contract, and then it's over. Uh, he's going to retire probably, it seems like. So Charles Barkley uh, made a lot of news. I didn't think he would do it. Um, that seemed like the backlash would just be too much. But it, it was something to monitor where, and we're seeing this in golf and uh, name redacted uh, this week uh, with this particular tour. Um, taking oh, yeah, place, yeah, name a redacted. Certain, uh, a, a, a certain uh, Southern uh, golfer. Certain, yeah, a certain former Southern. Masters winner. Well, uh, no, that, we're talking, of, no, we're talking yeah. about a certain sports pundit. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 Sports pundit turned turned right wing political. We'll we'll just leave it there. Alleged lawyer. He graduated. He's a lawyer. People forget that. (laughs) Hey, 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 I spent two weeks in KU pre-law. Technically, I'm a lawyer. So there you go. Andrew's technically my lawyer, actually. (laughs) Damn right. Give me Andrew Hammond. That's that's what I need. Um, Better spam Hammond. That's what they say. (laughs) Andrew, what do you double in the gap? Yeah. yeah. What do you make of Barkley at least toying with it and then ultimately coming back uh, to finish I, that with the I think he was actually serious about it, but I think he, I think the better angels of his inner circle, which is basically like maybe two or three people he trusts, he won't say it out loud that he has an inner circle, but we all have an inner circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think he realized. Yes, he's the type of person. (laughs) He is the type of person that is I'm going to do it my way and I don't care what anybody else thinks. But in this. Yeah, it's kind of like, dude, no, no, you can't sit there and walk into any room. It's there are people who have that ability who can walk into any room, say anything, and then they can get whether they disagree or agree. You can at least be the center of the conversation. He was going to be in the center. He was going to be the center of the conversation for the wrong reasons. And it made me even think about, is this certain golf tour even going to get a TV deal at this point? Because I don't think they will. And that, I mean, I think eventually they will, but who is going to lack of a better term. And hopefully this doesn't offend anybody bite the bullet. Because it's probably going to happen. Yeah. Somehow. But who's who is going to step up and go? You know what? Screw it. There's enough star power here. Let's. Well, I just think they bet on like people losing focus. Like that's what everyone's doing. They, 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 over time, people are going to stop being mad about it. Correct. They they, they will. It will. It's like live golf is not going anywhere. There, are as many. long as the PGA mm. Tour continues to go, oh, everything's fine. They're they're Kevin Bacon in the movie uh, Animal, House. Animal House. All yeah. is well. Mm. They're in the all is well, everybody. While people are kind of like, okay, what's going on here? Why is this? Uh, why, why is this float streaming down the street? Yeah, I don't know if it's good for golf. I've got like I just oh, it's, it's it's not. Yeah, I mean, good for golf. I mean. Will it eventually push PGA Tour to make better changes to what they're doing? Like, Maybe. does PGA Tour get better? I don't know. I, I would just like to point out that the the form that the certain lawyer turned sports yacker turned political pundit mm. spent two years screaming that the NBA was well, working at the behest of the Chinese Communist Party and decrying everyone in the NBA for taking money from a repressive regime. Oh, so you're saying that might have been supporting a human case. rights violations. It might have been a bad now, argument. <laughs> now is happily shilling for the Saudi royal fund. I think that is I granted with people of that ilk you cannot shame them. Like a to accusations of hypocrisy, they don't care. Oh no. You cannot don't. there is absolutely nothing to done. I think it is I am not mad about it. I think it is hilariously funny. The degree, like the fact that someone says like, oh gosh, we cannot, we cannot handle the treatment of the Uyghurs in, in, in China. But on the other hand, Saudi money, there are a couple of compromises that can. I, I've got, I've got a question for you guys. 
Who do you think mm. the name is going to be that you see? Because they're going to eventually start collecting bigger names in terms of whether it's celebrity endorsements or golfers. What's the name? Tom that Brady. Ooh, I you think you, you, th- you think that you think you think that? I no, think actually, I don't think so because I think he's like I a think, Tiger guy. I could see because Tiger is like I, holding the ship. True. Like that's I don't true. think he'll do it. I think he'll and hold the line. I think and I think there's enough people that are like eh, I'm good on that, but like I wonder what the celebrity or golfer that's gonna join. You need a celebrity. You need a celebrity golf type. I don't have one at the tip of my. Or, the, or the, that'll be like, oh no, not you. No, um, no, no. Like, mm. I, I can't think of it because everybody who's joined and I was looking at that little the big uh, the, is the that Bob Costas is music. <laughs> no, Bob Costas. Bob Costas will. Bob Costas is not. Bob Costas he would never do it. But I'm saying that'd be a hilarious name. Throwing yeah. beautiful. Um, but no, you look at like the the list of people that they have, and you're just like, no, not you. But like, I was looking at that roster of the pro am, and I'm like, yeah, that's a yeah, that's about right. Uh, <laughs> but I, I just wonder what golfer. Or what celebrity is going to join? That's just going to have this collective. No, no, <laughs> it's going to happen. I just don't. Oh, yeah, it's like going to happen. I don't know who it is. Barkley was a reasonable guess, and good on mm. him for for saying no. And I've uh, got I've got a name, but I sure. think he's he's entirely too. What does this do to my image? Wayne Gretzky. Because well, his, it's actually his, not that surprising because his daughter, I think, is married to Dustin Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, and, but, the thing, but the thing about Wayne Gretzky is he likes to stay away from that. Mm. And doesn't he own the Oilers? He he has like, like some a, kind of co-owner. Yeah, he has, he? he has like some stake in the Oilers. I yeah. I'm, I'm doing the De Niro face. I can't figure it out again. I just I. I I feel like that would be the name, but I feel like he's entirely too like I'm image conscious. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Gretzky needs the money that badly. Maybe he does. I don't know. I don't. But you're right. Like it will be somebody. I just I don't. I don't know. Um, the world like just like me- might melt if LeBron does a celebrity tour with Live Golf. I think oh, that would no, just be. I think it would melt. No, LeBron. LeBron is. LeBron is going to. I don't think I've ever actually seen LeBron golf. Like Steph's a no. golfer. Does LeBron Steph golf? Is a golfer. I've never uh, seen Steph's LeBron golf. golf. Steph, will, Steph won't do it. Um, Jordan I can, won't do it. Jordan no, Jordan, Jordan. Wait, hold on. Jordan is actually like an interesting choice here. No, he's a, he won't he's do a it. Tiger Nike guy. Do he and Tiger still get along? I have no idea, but they're, because they got brand affiliation. Well, that mm. and there's a lot of people associated with Live Golf in terms of like celebrity that do not mesh with bringing in a LeBron or bringing in LeBron a, is LeBron's a goal is LeBron's goal is NBA ownership. He's he yeah. owned a team. Yeah. Own, an, own a team in Vegas, which he's already got a piece of, he's already got a piece of the Red Sox. He's already got a piece Liverpool. of Liverpool. Ring ones. Yeah. Ring ones. He will, he will, own, he will be the, the public facing, if not the full majority owner of the team. Yeah. At some point. I can career, see that. I think RIP to that team. <laughs> Do we think LeBron be a good owner? Do we think so? Sure, why not? In, in today's okay. NBA, absolutely. Sure. Really, he, he would adapt better than Michael Jordan did because it took Michael yeah. Jordan a few years to figure out. Oh, I just can't draft a play. guy from North Carolina who did well. Wait, hold on. But have we yeah. seen a good player turned owner yet? Like, has that happened yet? Because it hasn't been Jordan. It hasn't been Jeter. It hasn't been oh, good. Um, well, who is okay? To be fair, Gretzky it's, definitely not. A Rod's got A Rod's going to own the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's true. Minnesota. We're going to see with A Rod. He's the next step. We just haven't yeah, seen it yet. Good luck. I've been I've been watching bits and pieces of the Jeter documentary. Is it good? I'm is it worth it? That today. Is it not? It's, is it self serving? Is, yes. is it as self-serving yes. as uh, as as the last dance? The Brady one? Is the Brady See, I, I haven't one. watched the Brady one because Neither I just feel I. like that would be a... The last dance benefited from some very specific circumstances in the world, mainly that there were no actual... There were very few live sports on. And I wonder what the numbers started. and everything else would have been if it was... That's interesting. It would that's have been because the la- the last, yeah. Also, the last dance was still in post-production and ESPN was like, Hey, we Get have this out now. We have absolutely nothing going on. And we, Hey, we've got a, uh, to, to quote a, uh, to quote an SMU booster. We have a payroll to meet. Yeah. 
that's funny like that was those were dark times like podcasts all everybody just were talking about the last dance and just being like this is interesting and like you're just saying football basketball college football pods are all just talking about the last dance because there's nothing else on that was a I bleak, wonder what, bleak a, time. what a good last dance would be for college football like a like a multi-doc okay the, the reason the cheater hmm. documentary doesn't or at least the bits and pieces that I've seen. The reason it doesn't work is because Derek Jeter is not Derek Jeter is just not that interesting aside from his actual like the, the things about him. You know, there's a lot of the standard brand. Well, nobody believed in me stuff, and I had to. You know, I always make a list of people who think I can't do it. There's some, there's a little bit that's interesting about his his falling out with a Rod, but it's like. Jeter himself, personally, I find a profoundly boring person. And I think the reason he was such a good spokesperson and face of Major League Baseball in the early 2000s, in the mid-2000s, really, is because there is just... Like, even all of the stuff of him going out and dating celebrities and models and stuff and having too much fun was all all felt incredibly contrived and not... Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, not genuine. That's good. Mm. Um, a lot of it was George Steinbrenner being mad. And so, okay. There's really very little about Jeter that I that deserves to be delved into in a documentary, even if Jeter weren't controlling the final edit to some degree. So I, I, I'm not, it's not, there's nothing being, there is no information being provided that is, like you get a lot. There's a there's part of what I watched the other day. There was a whole bunch of stuff about Derek Jeter's response to 9/11, which is just not something I cared to know. Um, yeah, I mean it was basically like, and it was standard brand. Like, well, everyone was scared. Everyone was nervous. It was a terrible time in New York City, and we felt like we had we were, we were playing in the playoffs, and we felt like we had to carry. You know, we were giving people a way to breathe and exhale, and, da, da, da. and it's like. Okay. Yes, we, we've heard all that before, and and what are you telling me that is somehow interesting or new? And there was very little. So, which I expected because Derek Jeter has always been like that. He's always been this. There's a good article that that, that Will Leach wrote uh, for New York Magazine, and he was assigned to profile Derek Jeter mm-hmm. at, at around that time. Um, or in uh, this was him. Sorry, this was years later. This was after. He had left Deadspin, so like twenty not two thousand nine, two thousand ten. So like New York Mag said, profile Derek Jeter, and Derek Jeter's reps refused to give Leach, you know, even a half hour sit down for an interview. Interesting. So so he's like, okay, I got to do a right around here, but I got a month to write this story. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to show up to the regular, you know, press time for all the beat guys. Mm. And I will show up every day for 30 days and I will ask him a 30 second question every day for 30 days. And maybe over the course of that, I will get the 30 minutes I might need for this interview and be able to use it for the profile. Mm. And Jeter gave him nothing. Yeah. He kept coming and coming and coming. And eventually Jeter realized, like, who is this one guy who keeps coming and trying to ask probing questions? Mm. And so finally, Leach had to be like, look, here's what I'm doing. I want to know, like, I'm trying to do this profile. Your rep said no, so I'm trying to do it. I'm trying to microdose an interview with you. <laughs> and Jeter thought it was really funny, mm-hmm. but he still wouldn't participate and he wouldn't give him any. Of course. So, so when, the article, like, when the article was done, Leach left a copy of the print edition of New York Magazine at his locker, and it's pretty clear that Jeter never even opened it, but someone else did the crossword puzzle. So, in any case, oh, but I kind of respect wanted, it. Like that's a lot of discipline from Jeter to just be yeah, like, I he am, did that his yeah. whole career. Like the yeah. Ford, the the ultimate Jeter artifact from that time to me. And I think I wrote this. I wrote something for the Daily Beast in 2014 when Jeter announced he was retiring. Is the Ford F one fifty commercial <laughs> or the Ford commercial where he says, "Check out roof deck." Yeah, and it's just. Like, there was nothing, even the Visa commercial they, where they did with Steinbrenner, where they were complaining about Jeter going out having too much fun, somehow Jeter manages to give them the the, the brilliance of Derek Jeter. Mm. 
was that he gave so little evidence of his own of who he might have been as a person aside yeah. from his play that you could project anything you wanted onto him. He could yeah. be whatever anyone wanted because there was no there there. He, you know, it's it's funny because you think about because I was reading uh, the Yankee years. Um, not it was Joe Torrey's book, but also during the pandemic, I was reading um, I think Marty I Appel's book. And he talked about, you know, just the different personalities that clash with George Steinbrenner throughout Steinbrenner's run as owner of the Yankees. And it feels like everybody wanted to paint Derek Jeter, as, Bob, as you said, as the guy that, you know, he's doing all of this. And but he's really maybe he's not. Maybe he's just boring no. as hell. Steinbrenner, it, Steinbrenner made like a huge like the, the documentary does get into this a little bit. Steinbrenner was. Steinbrenner was reading the tabloids and getting mad. And so he it's pretty implied that Steinbrenner was started like after he got her getting mad at the tabloids for seeing Junior's face on page six, he started feeding them information. Yeah. In order to like fuel it because he wanted Jeter to stop doing a thing which wasn't really that big a deal. Yeah. Jeter has also denied the, the gift basket story, and I don't believe it because I, I just oh, think it's too specific. Exactly. Like it's just too specific. It, uh, like, that so, that and yeah, Jeets, like those yeah. are real, dude. Own it. They're real. They're yeah. actually interesting. They're real, yeah. and I, I and they're hilarious. Like you I, would be. I simple. believe they happened. I yeah. believe Jeter can deny it till the cows come home, but I believe. But also tells you how much he hated a Rod for him to like openly like that's the one thing he gave you is like oh yeah we were not cool I did not like that whole thing where you opened up because little because in Esquire magazine the whole reason it's because there were two interviews that es- that a Rod gave and they weren't that bad yeah like. Okay, so A Rod said because you're hitting second in the Yankees lineup, and Jeter gets Jeter gets very emotional in the documentary about the fact that like he doesn't that the reason he didn't jibe with A Rod when he came to the Yankees because he couldn't understand why A Rod would move to third base, and I'm like, he wanted to win. Mm-hmm. He played I, I, for the he'd been playing for the Rangers. They were terrible. He wanted to win. Yeah. What? Why is this some grand mystery that you cannot wrap your head around? And I'm just like, that's the thing that made you act standoffish towards this person who was a lifelong friend or a longtime friend. I truly believe, and and, and I'll I'll wrap this real quick. But I think about wrap it. I, I I think about the whole aspect of what happens if a rod goes to the red sox goes to the red sox they Jeter don't says, win the world series in 04 probably they not sure as hell don't win the world series they, in 04 Jeter was but i just like, think about how have done that. that goes he somehow thought a rod was less of a person for coming to the yankees he came back from weird. a rogue security cop shooting him in the leg like, and came back. It's really weird. Like, it's another Jeter's, guy's reference. The, the okay. stuff that makes it into the final documentary or the final product yeah. shot Jeter Jeter. A-Rod mm-hmm. is really just real. Look, A-Rod is weird in his own particular, mm-hmm. particular way. I mean, I don't think we have time to delve into that. No. But, <laughs> but uh, the thing that comes off about Jeter is like he thinks he's wrestling with this profound moral and spiritual question. I'm just like, no, you were kind of being a jerk, man. It's not that complicated. <laughs> you were you were still mad about one interview, and then you decided, but but why will he move to third base? Shortstop. How dare is the he? Good position. Third base, not good. And I'm just like, wow, you're you're a. There's just it's just there. It, it, it is a large, large body of water, but man, it's just not that deep. Oh, I like That's, that. We'll end there. Bob, so anything you'd like to plug as we wrap up here on a Saturday this week? Uh, going through Reddit story, hopefully next week, maybe the week after, nothing soon. But I'm sure you'll hear me posting on Twitter.com at B-O-B-S-A-I-E-T-T-A, Bob Sayed. There you Bob go. Radio. Andrew Hammond, what about you in the Detroit Free Press? Um, Nothing, but uh, offline I'll tell you all about a special project. Okay, there you special go. Special project. Yeah. I like that. All right, y'all, that'll do it for the Sunday, July 31st, 2022 edition here on the Chase Thomas Podcast presented by Blue Wire Pods. Thank you, as always, for making the Chase Thomas Podcast part of your daily listen wherever and however you listen to this very program. We greatly appreciate it. You can check us out 
on YouTube, youtube.com slash Chase Thomas Podcast. Like and subscribe. Uh, tweet at us, Chase double underscore Thomas. Like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. And then email me. Uh, any questions you'd like for me to answer on the show, anything like that, questions for our uh, consistent guests we got on each and every week, email me at Chase Thomas Podcast at gmail.com. New episodes coming out tomorrow. We got, <clears throat> I held off Coach Nick, a BWL breakdown for a lot of NBA stuff to go out Monday morning along with uh, Graham Coffey's uh, college football uh, appearance. So we have a lot coming down the pike here on a Monday morning. So look out for that in your podcast feed tomorrow. But uh, you guys have yourself a great Sunday and I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Uncle Derek, how'd I do? Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas podcast. Hell yeah.